This is the Laughing Mind Podcast. And now your host, Ethan Tuxel. Think about your favorite your favorite comedians like in, you know, whether it's like sketches or movies or shows. I feel like 100% the people I find funniest are the ones having fun, like across the board. 100%. Yeah. Like you look at some of the, like, I look at the Joe Rogan podcast and I know there's, it's like probably the biggest podcast, but it'll always look so serious. And like, you have to be like, so serious to listen. Like, I want people to like, listen to my podcast or listen to whatever I'm doing and be like, damn, that kid's funny. He looks like he's just having a good time. Like he's just fucking around, whatever, you know, let him go. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, yeah. so you're a, you're a New York guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. How so? Um, so I mean, obviously, welcome to the Laughing Mind podcast, Danny. We're so. Yes. How do you pronounce your last name? Barrios. Danny Barrios. That's like Cheerios. Yeah, but not. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it is, <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. So, yeah. how long have you been doing comedy for? I'm still fairly new in the game. Yep. Um, you know, like a couple months in, but. As far as, you know, I'm, I've been getting booked pretty often, so I guess I must be doing something, right? You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So what, like, I think something that I'm always curious about when I talk to people in comedy um, mm-hmm. is, like, the, the initial draw for you. Because there's people that love comedy but would be like, I don't want – you couldn't pay me enough to go on stage. What, yeah. what got to the point where you're like, no, I want to get up there? Um, Honestly, you know what it was? I was – you know, I was – I was a basketball player, a division two basketball player, very serious about basketball. And yeah. I was, you know, I'm t- I was towards the end of my career. I was like, you know, I don't love basketball the same anymore. Like I can't go through another season and off season of just hard work and like training. Like, I just don't love it like that anymore. You know, it, yeah. you just fall out of love with some things. So um, the school I went to was like more of like a performing and arts dude, uh, like school. So like sure. a lot of actors, a lot of musicians, rappers, whatever. And one of my teammates, he was like, dude, you got to do stand-up. And I was like, no. And he was like, please. <laughs> and I was like, no. And he was like, bro, come on, you're funny. You know, like, let's be real. He was like, I'm probably never going to see you again after, you know, we play together. Can you mm. just do me one favor and get on stage? And wow. I was like. Wow. That was what he wanted. Yeah. That was his parting gift. Yeah. He was like, just get on stage. It could just be a regular open mic. And I was like, okay. So I was for me, I was like, I can't just do an open mic. I got to go I go hard and go home. Mm-hmm. So somehow i took a class and they gave me a class show but somehow before that mm-hmm. i got booked two times like a two weekends back to back i got booked and i was like i'm going hard and i'm i'm, I'm selling a bunch of tickets and i bomb i bomb i suck if i don't whatever oh my and God. I, that's exactly what i did i i sold the you know i sold a good amount of tickets uh performed at a club right near me uh-huh. a pretty good club and um i i would say i did pretty good i I've, I've heard very good feedback from that I feel like you would know, unless you're the most delusional person in the world, you would know if you didn't do well, you know? Yeah. Like, you yeah, feel that true. shit when you come off a stage. Like, it's not – yeah, I, I feel like you you probably have a pretty good read on that. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, nah, yeah. Like, like you said, unless you're delusional, because I see some people that go up and they're like, dude, I fucking killed. I'm like, no, you didn't. People yeah. are walking out while you're on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So one of the things, so like I'm, I'm a therapist and I also do comedy, which like. Perf. Right. Perf. Perf. <laughs> which I kind of like because I don't know many people like me. I've met a few other people who split those two worlds. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, at least part of why I do comedy is because all day I'm kind of in this position of like, I'm seeing somebody else. Like, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm observing their life. I'm trying to make them feel validated and work through things and so when i get on stage it's like my time to be seen you know like okay i've given you fuckers your time you know i want yeah, a little, little bit for my me. time <laughs> yeah exactly it's your turn fuck them fuck but the like, kids <laughs> but but like i remember watching this segment i think it was on comedians in cars i think it, i think that was you know seinfeld had rock on and he said something like offhand that was just like when i see a skateboarder like a kid People think Mm -hmm. that like they're delinquents, but he's like, but those kids try tricks over and over and over and over and over again. And there's a resilience there. Yeah. So like, I know, I know that you're not like, you know, decades in, but how do you Mm -hmm. do 
like, how is it for you when you have a performance that isn't great or when you're like, I thought this joke was going to land, but because it's very vulnerable to get up there. Yeah, for me, uh, you know what it is? It's like before I go up, I'm like, I'm going to bomb. I'm going to bomb. I'm going to bomb. And people are like, no, don't say that. I'm like, I have to say that because if I don't and I do bomb, then I'm going to be even more sad. So Mm. I, because I'm a person and it's actually perfect that you're a therapist and you know, you do a lot of stuff with mental health on this because I'm a person with a lot of anxiety. Sure. And uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we could definitely get into that. I'll just (laughs) spill all my baggage. We'll we'll talk about anxiety. (laughs) I'm writing that down. Um, Okay. But keep going. Um, but yes. Yeah, so for me, I'm like, I just think to myself, I'm like, dude, yeah, like you're gonna bomb. It's gonna suck. And you know, go up there. And what's the worst that's gonna happen? You're already expecting to bomb. So right, you bomb. Fuck it. So I go up there, and when I do have a joke that doesn't hit or whatever, it's just kind of like, all right, I was expecting that, or like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, sometimes though, like if I'm killing, killing, and then I have a joke that bombs, I'm just like. Ooh, that one hurt a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you you keep your expectations pretty in the basement. Yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of below that. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Down with the moles underneath the basement, hanging out with them. And if it goes well, it's this beautiful surprise. Exactly. That's why sometimes I think I do a lot better than I actually do, just mm. because I'll be like, like I'm expecting so low of myself that when I do say like I don't. Like, again, I don't really have a great gauge on myself. Yeah. So, like, I can be very, like, mid, and I would be like, dude, I killed. But in reality, I did mid because, I, you know. But, I don't know, at the same time, I do give, like, I'm very hard on myself at the same time. Like, if I have, like, a show that does, you know, very, like, in the middle, I'll be like, okay, yeah, that it didn't go great because I've mm-hmm. seen myself do great in a sense. Uh, but it didn't go bad. Right. So, you know, very in the middle. So I'm kind of honest with myself. Yeah. Well, and, and so, okay, so you're obviously an athlete and I, I'm curious for you, like something, something that I haven't figured out yet is like, there's these, like, there's this weird balance of people who are like in sports, especially who are like, you got to be the best. You got to push yourself. You got to push yourself. Nothing's ever enough. And to me, that mm-hmm. sounds awful because it's like, fuck, like, am I never happy? Like th- that determination, yeah. that like Michael Jordan level kind of like never yeah. be satisfied with yourself. Um, yeah. Which it seems like there's some part of that that in any field, if you want to do really well, you need, mm-hmm. but you also need to be able to like actually be like kind of be real with yourself, like you said, and be able to not be overly critical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. So for me, the way I look at it is I look at it like a, like a, like you're looking at a car, right? So the windshield mm-hmm. is always bigger than the uh, rear view mirror, but yep. you always got to look in the rear view mirror to see how far you came. Oh, and that's kind of what I like that. Like, you know what I mean? Because like for me with basketball, exactly like that. I was like, go, go. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. I've been on literal nationally ranked teams with players that are literally playing in the NBA finals this year. Like players mm-hmm. that got drafted. Like I played on very good teams and I was like, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Are and you going to name drop for us a little bit before you're going to name drop? Shout out Jonathan Kaminga. Oh, Plays for the Warriors. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah he's, he's, yeah. Yep. he's had a great finals for like a, you know, yeah. first time. Yeah, yeah. He's um, you know, a friend of mine, played basketball together in high school. Um, shout him out. Wow. But uh, Okay. Yeah, right. So, so, so you've been in that stratosphere. Exactly. So now with comedy, I'm taking like a little bit different of an approach because if like with basketball, it's like if I work hard and I work hard and I become the best player on Long Island, because that's where I'm from, New York, Long Island. Sure. If I become the best player in my county on the island, it's like, Nobody can take that from me because I'll always be the best. Mm-hmm. But with comedy, it's like there's different genres. So oh, yeah. maybe like I become – like say like I do very well. Like, you know, all thing goes right. Then it's like, okay. But there's still people – there still will be people that think you're not – like you're not funny. Just because yes. you don't tell the type of jokes or you're not the type of comedian that they like. So with comedy, I'm kind of taking more of a like, all right, every couple of weeks I kind of look back and I'm like, look how far you came. Like you're doing good, kid. Like, you know, right. keep up. I like that because, I mean, obviously art is a, is a lot more subjective in terms of performance than like a sport because, you know, we know who wins the NBA finals, who the best yeah. comedian is of all time is up for debate. Who, who your favorite comedian is, is super subjective, which is great because then there's space for your brand, who you are. Just exactly. not everyone's going to like it. Exactly. And that's like the biggest thing is like, you know, because our favorite comedians could be very different, but right. it's like, like but everybody will say like a different comedian is their all-time great you know what right. i mean right you know what i mean unless you're talking to other comics like such as ourselves it'll be like all right like obviously seinfeld might be 
Seinfeld is probably the closest thing to like the goat, I guess. But even still, like a lot of you're never really going to get a hundred percent definite answer. No, well, you can also, I mean, and, and that's the, I mean, I feel like you could do this with, you know, when people talk about who's the best all time of like, you know, NBA, like it's just a fun conversation because Seinfeld, you can be like, that's, you know, objectively like the most popular sitcom of all time. Like, you know, just his mm-hmm. stand up career is nuts. But you can also look at that and be like, he had a lot of like, he was doing stand up in a not in a bubble, but like he was doing it while making a show and had that structure where like someone, you know, more like Mulaney for a while or or even Ch- I guess Chappelle had his show. But there's like uh, <laughs> there's people who it's like you have done or even like Louis, you know, you know, people think what they think. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, you know, there's room for debate and, and even that even how like, you know, whether Seinfeld's the best or not. And that's fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I mean. Where like I'll like kind of just take a step back. Like even today, like I was having like a lot of anxiety, a lot of like, dude, like like you're not doing enough, you're not good enough, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And then like I, I spoke with one of my mentors, and he was like, "Listen, bro, like like you know, you're in year one, you're doing good." Um, what he said to me actually was that uh, how do I I forgot what the exact word he said. Uh, imposter something. Syndrome. You probably know. Syndrome. It is syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's. I think he might be a therapist. I don't know. <laughs> I think so because he was like, and I told him my situation. I was like, dude, like I got because I'm still in college. He was like, I was like, I got accepted into one of my dream schools to transfer to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, comedy is going absolutely great, better than I ever could have thought it would go right. in my first year. Um, you know, my social medias are doing good. My marketing plans are all. Everything is doing very well, but mm-hmm. I'm somehow so like upset and not happy with myself. And he was like, listen, you you have this thing. Like it has to be this because like everything's going well you're right. in your mind you're creating something to be upset about like you're, mm. you what he broke it down to is like you're what you're probably doing is making yourself feel like you don't deserve any of this because everything's going so well right now yeah oh god yeah yeah that's almost like survivor like when someone survives a tragedy and other people don't there's like like i don't deserve this it's not the same exact thing um yeah 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 but that same concept yeah no dude i i totally hear that i mean like my i'm a I, i'm a real like soft jelly boy on the inside like yeah, yeah. uh like aren't we all yeah well i i think so but like the <laughs> i i'm you know feel very you know sensitive and obviously like the field i'm in is like 95% women and mm. i'm like professionally talk to people about their feelings so sometimes i get into this place where i'm like I know that I'm funny, but I also know that like, I'm not Jeff Ross, right? Like this, like, you know, like tenacious kind of like, I can pick anybody apart. Like, that's just not who I am. Not that I, you know, I think making fun of people is, you know, there's fun, but I get in mm-hmm. my own head about like, you're not going to be able to find a, like a, a, uh, a seat in, at the table because of who you are, you know? Exactly. And, exactly and that sucks to feel yeah it's not fun at all especially you know for me like i'm a younger comedian so like it's very the advice i get is very skewed so sometimes it's people that are like dude you're young like this is great you're 20 years old this is your first year like you do you're doing everything right you're doing great keep doing it you're you're gonna you're destined for greatness yeah. and then there's the, also some people where it's like you're 20 years old you have to be doing it 10 years and then that's when you come and talk to me and that's when we could conversate. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, come on, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So there, there's certain, there's very, it's very different. Cause I'm so young. Yeah. 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 Well, and what's funny, I'm 30, so I'm 10 years older than you and I have the opposite yeah. fear, which is like, you're starting too late, you know, like mm-hmm. you got in the game too late and you haven't been yeah, doing yeah. enough. And so I feel like at any point of any person's journey, there are reasons to like, find yourself as an imposter yeah yeah exactly and then it's like when things start to go well it's like you don't deserve that even though mm. i work my ass off it's like you don't deserve that and it's like i don't it's not even like like people tell it's like it's not even like i have people from the outside that are like you're not doing good you're doing this bad you're doing i don't have that at all like yeah. i actually have a lot of people that support me i have a lot of people that believe in me so I, it's literally just me Yeah, my I I read a book a long time ago, um, even before I was a therapist. Uh, It was called I think it was called like befriending your inner critic or something like that. And like, that was with the first time I had a name for that voice you're talking about, which is for me, I call it my inner critic. Because it's Mm -hmm. that voice in me that like, 
no matter how well I do, it's never enough. Like I could, you know, um, I just recently booked someone for my podcast that I never thought I would in like five years. Mm. It was like, and there's some part of me that's like, well, that doesn't matter. You're still not doing enough. Yeah. And, and so, so, so what I learned, which was amazingly helpful was that like, if the goalposts keep moving, that if you're, if my inner critic is always like what you're doing isn't enough, well, then that's the whole yeah. game. Then, then like his argument's kind of invalid then because like it's impossible to please. It's a, it, like it'll never happen ever. Dude, dude. No, that's that's right. Right. Oh, my God. You just <laughs> figured out my, my problems. You're good at what you do. You got to stick with this shit. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to straddle. I'm trying to straddle, you know, do both. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. No, because that's so it's funny because it's literally so so true because it's like you're never gonna like if you keep listening to that voice in your head and you keep letting him go on it's like you're never ever gonna please it so what's the point of listening to it i heard this story once about the beatles i don't remember what time era it was but they were already enormous and yeah yeah. it was like man this is gonna come across so boring because i don't remember who did what but but basically (laughs) like it was like uh george was like kind of i'll just pretend it was george like kind of feeling like i might want to leave the band like i kind of feel like the outsider like the one who's not really seen as like you know uh deserving of being here and i think like he went i think he went to paul and said that and paul was like no i'm that's you're talking about me like i feel that way like you are you're george are you kidding you're george harrison and and he went in and it kind of turned out that he went to all four of them and it was like Every single one of them felt like I'm the one who doesn't belong here. And yeah. If you're a fucking Beatle, like lit, like kind of universally the best rock band of all time. You can be at that pinnacle of success and talent and mastery. And just, if that's not enough, then it will, nothing will ever be enough ever. Exactly. Exactly. That's literally so right. Cause it's like, it, you just, that's why like, I really been trying to do the rear view mirror thing. Like, just kind of go back and be like, you know, you're doing good. Like you're, you know, everything it's looking good. Like you're looking good. You know what I mean? Like you've made progress, you know, and I try to go from the very day I even thought about doing comedy when my, like the guy that's my mentor now, um, he was like, yeah, you just got to get up on stage. And I was like, fuck that. (laughs) And then now it's like, dude, I have like, you know, a lot of shows this month. I think I have like 13 or 14 this month. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a lot, but it's great. You know, I was gonna say you're in school, you're going to class. It's summer, baby. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, right. It's summer. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's that. I mean, that's a ton of shows. That's that's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, right now it's like it's like I'm doing that. So I look back, I'm like, wow, I was scared to even step foot on a stage. Now I'm doing over ten shows in a month, and then I'm happy I did this because. I wrote down all my goals for the summer, which mm-hmm. would have been this year. And it was like, I looked back the other day and it was like, do three to five shows this summer. Uh, try to get on a city show, try to do this, try to do that. And then mm-hmm. it's like, I'm, I've at this point already done more than five shows at this point. I already have 10, you know, 10 plus in one month. Mm-hmm. And for city shows, I already have three in Manhattan, which is the hardest borough to get booked in because yeah. it's, Manhattan. it's Manhattan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, just having all of those like lined up, it's like, dude, it's like you just have to appreciate it for a minute yeah yeah i feel i feel like we um i don't know i mean i could go on a rant about how we're not present anymore because of social media and that would be boring for everybody but it's i feel like it it, will but i feel like we we don't take time to like genuinely celebrate or it's a lot harder to genuinely celebrate those moments in a in an authentic way just with ourselves or the people we love you know, yeah, uh, we, we do it publicly really well, like everyone does that. But but that doesn't have the same sense of like, meaning where you're like, quietly to yourself, like, man, I've done everything I set out to do. And it's a it's June 8th. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, no, you're 100% right. Yeah. So that's dude, that's amazing. And I, I feel like that's a really I love that rearview mirror metaphor. That's a it's not as big as the front, but it is helpful to have to be able to see where you've been. Shout out TikTok for that one. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> one thing one thing I'm curious about is like, so I find the 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 way that our thoughts and, and almost like mental processes change as we, you know, begin to try and master something. So mm-hmm. how have you found 
you know, like, so you're, you're writing comedy, you're talking comedy, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're going up on stage. How have you found that like your day to day mental thinking has changed since you've like really steered headlong into comedy? Drastically. It's yeah. changed drastically. Yeah. It's been like, now it's literally like eat, sleep, breathe comedy, which is mm. a good and bad thing. It's sure. good because yes, I'm working hard, but it's bad because it's like, if I'm in this for the long haul, going to get burned out. You know what I mean? Sure. Like with basketball, it's always like you could see the end, right? So like for basketball, it's like you're in high school, you see your senior year. And if you're good enough, you'll play college. And mm-hmm. then in college, you know, if you're good enough, you'll play all four years. And then if you're good enough at that point, that's when you could decide, all right, I can play professionally or I can, you know, do whatever. But right. you still can see that, you know, you could see the future. Right. Comedy, it's like, you don't, you don't know when you're going to get your big break. No. You don't know when it could be 15 years. It could be three years. It could be, it could be fucking tomorrow. You don't know. Right. Um, so I just been, you know, genuinely like exerting myself, like every morning, wake up early. I do like, I write and practice my set for like two hours. I go to work all, I, cause my, my job, <laughs> I don't do it very well. That's amazing. So at work, all I do is just like, I go on comedy clubs. I find other comedians and just follow everybody they follow and just build my following up first. And also DM everybody that follows me back and build a connection and be like, hey, listen, like I'm a new comedian. Uh, what have you learned in your X amount of years of doing comedy? Or it's like, oh, you have a podcast. Like I'd love to be on. You know what I mean? Like and right. get more connections, meet more people and just kind of keep branching out slowly and slowly mm-hmm. um, around like the New York, um, you know, Pennsylvania, Jersey, Connecticut yeah. area and just kind of branch out more and more and more until, you know, until I can't no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I once Dane. I heard Dane Cook. He was on um your mom's house. You know the podcast with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom and Christina. Yeah. So I think he. I think yeah he was on there and uh, talking about when he was starting out, um and like kind of beginning to build an audience. That was when this is man. You're too young for this, but this is when the AIM was big, like instant messenger. Yeah. And he yeah, said yeah, like, yeah. he would literally like you know sometimes be instant messaging with people who were at his shows to like build a connection to build an audience. Um, exactly. Which, which I was like, wow, that is so fascinating. That because I don't think any, you know, I've never heard another comedian say they do that. But um, mm-hmm. you're hustling, man. You're from getting after it. Yeah, yeah. And even like that, like I posted something about one of like one of my first shows, and some kid like he's like commented like, oh, great show, you did great. And I had no clue who he was, so I DM'd him. I was like, oh, okay, like, uh, did you like were you were you at the show? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, who are you there for? Like me? He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like I didn't even know this kid existed. And he was at the mm-hmm. show for me. Like, that's crazy. So like, that's when I was like, oh, dude, like, you know, thank you for coming. Just kind of like build that connection. So it's like one, you get like another fan, I guess. I don't like right. to call them fans. I feel like that's a little degrading. Sure. Um, I have, I have my inner, my close, close. devotees, your, uh, your, your, your aspiring cult. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I can say this because it was give it was a nickname that was given to them. They are called the homosexuals, wow. and it was given to me, yeah by a gay guy, and he's he he slid up because it's mostly on Snapchat, which I have to branch it over into Instagram. Sure. But I was like, I need a name for like you guys because it, it's like almost two hundred of them that are like you know my close close fans that yeah. come to show that support everything and that you know like everything you know the close close fans. Yeah. And I was like, I need a name for you guys. Like I just can't you know I have to get something. And some gay kid slid up and he was like, you should call him the homosexuals. And I was like, I mean, you say it's okay. <laughs> oh so my I, god, there we are. <laughs> I I I have stressed over that exact thing of like finding the name for the people who you know really enjoy what you do. What I just yeah. come up came up with recently that I call the my people who listen to this podcast are the silly hounds. They're my silly the hounds. Silly hounds. Uh, Shout out the silly hounds. The silly hounds, which I got from New Girl. I don't know if you watched a lot of New Girl at oh all, my but God, I love New Girl. Winston, at one point, he says like the silly hounds have been released or something, and I was like, that's really yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I like that the homosexuals by a gay man. So it's, it's yeah, legit. yeah. He was like, dude, do it. And then, see, this is the guy talked to everybody, and I was like, oh because uh, he first off he hit me up and he was hitting on me and i was sure. like okay it's not like that but i do have questions and he was like <laughs> he was like what do you mean i was like i have questions about you being gay mm-hmm. he was like really i was like yeah like i want to know some stuff like mm-hmm. and then 
so I asked him, I was like, you know, like, how is it coming out? Like, how is this? And he was like, you know, tell me all this stuff. I was like, oh, that's crazy. But what really got me yeah. was I was like, yo, I have a gay friend. I know he's single. Like, you know, like, I'll show you him. He's like, yeah, sure. Show him. So I sent him his picture, like a couple pictures of him. He was like, oh, no, definitely not. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He mm. was like, I don't like that type of gay. And I was like, whoa, there's different uh, genres. Sure. And he was like, yes. He was like, I like like a man, man. He was like, I like a guy that works on cars. I like a guy that does like, you know, construction, whatever, but that just enjoys dick instead. And I was like, <laughs> wow. I was like, yeah. I didn't know he was like that. He was like, no, like, I hate that gay shit. And I was like, God bless. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up very religious and like, didn't yeah, me have, as well. yeah. Okay. So I didn't have any, really any exposure to gay people for a long time. And mm-hmm. I was like legitimately afraid of an interaction because like I don't, it was like this idea of meeting an alien like what am I supposed to say and then yeah, you know, yeah. Like now you know for the past 10 years I've been trying to you know shift some things and have some very close friends that are gay and it's hilarious how homogenized any group seems from the outside like oh, you know all all people from Saudi Arabia like all people you know who are you know, non-binary, it's like, you're the same thing. And it's like, that's just never true. It's just never mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah. And and it's funny when you hear, I've heard other gay people be like, Oh, like when other gay people do this, like I fucking hate that. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Hey, you know, you, yeah, it's, it's your, it's, it's your, your thing. People. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm here to listen. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is too, from what I've learned, and, and even like at shows, because there's one comic I was on a show with, I forgot which one it was, but uh, they were like, they asked the crowd, they're like, oh, any gays in here? And a couple people cheered, and it was like, you know, older people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, older, you know, just not around my age. Not yeah, yeah, over, over 20 or 30. And, you know, yeah, whatever, you know, just not freshly out of college or high school. Right. And they were like, how do you guys feel about the new gays? And they all booed. I was like, wow. I was like, oh, there's tension there. That's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, wow. And one girl was saying after the show, I just overheard them talking. They were like, yeah, like, we don't really like Pride Month. Like, yeah, we like, you know, our, you know, we like being out there and, you know, whatever. And like being accepted. But like, this is becoming too far. Like, we don't deserve a month like that. Like, we didn't do anything. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, that's, you know, it's, it's interesting because there's so many different like point of views or opinions or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that, you know what I mean? I, I, that's, that's cool to like really dive into it i guess yeah yeah absolutely i mean i feel like you know there's man there's nuance in any sort of thing that seems black and white there and and like when Mm. you actually have a conversation with a real person in front of your face about something it's never just like as simple as you know oh all gay people like pride or all gay people are the same or all straight white men or you know whatever it is and that's not to yeah, say yeah, that yeah. there aren't like legitimate generalized causes that we like are very very important it's not to say that you know like women's rights or something isn't like so deeply important but it's more just that like i don't know it's 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 a lot harder we just do that to each other we just reduce each other yeah. to these these little sort of ideas yeah i feel like it's that and i feel like it's the media like you know the news pushing everybody apart you know what i mean like because like one of my roommates he's from ohio and he was talking about something like very one-sided politically and he was like oh i'm sure it's very this side in new york and it's like no it's actually really not like it's only like manhattan that's very this Mm. side like everywhere else in new york is very this side you just would never believe it because that's all they show new york as it's like the crazy what he was like no way it's like yeah you like you know you come out to up you go upstate you go on long island you even go into different boroughs it's not it's not what you think it's like, mm-hmm. wow that's crazy and it's like yeah you would never know because that's not what the media tells you the media tells you we're very this side politically or you know very that side right right and and like oh, man yeah it's it's and again i mean i swear to god i could spend hours just railing against mark zuckerberg but just like that that is what we're pigeonholed into like literally these algorithms that you know are supposed to show you what you want to see more of it's more like no it's just kind of showing you this echo chamber of how we perceive the world and it's just it's frustrating man it keeps me up at night (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know what the craziest part is? I'm sure you see this a lot as a therapist is like the effect that social media has on people, like mm-hmm. the mental, because like, it, like a person could have a good life or whatever. And I've had friends like this, their life is fine. Their mm-hmm. college life is fine. Their regular, whatever is fine. But it's like their for you page or their feed on Instagram or Facebook is just all like sad and depressing stuff and like yeah. negativity. And it's, they're such a miserable person because of what they see. I'm like, dude, just, you know, shut off your phone, like get outside. Like everything is okay. Like you're, you know, you're okay. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. No, I do. I I do. And I, I feel like that's, um, man, it, it's, it's one of the things when I talk to clients that I'll say is like our minds think in stories, like, you know, that's how we teach our children. That's how we come to understand who we are. And like, you know, literally that's what they're called. They're stories, you know, on social media. Yeah. And and it's so sad because like we're being shown either a, you know, these, you know, there was a shooting here and a shooting there. And, and we, sh- this is complicated because we need to be involved, but yeah, if you drench yourself in negativity, you're going to feel that way. And, yeah. and also if you like, if all you see are like, Oh my God, like there's this, hot couple that looks Scandinavian and they're pouring like strawberry sauce in each other's asses. And that looks fun. And I don't get to do that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to feel like you're missing out. And that's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like you have no business knowing about that because they're in this country doing that. And you know, you're here and doing this and you can't, you know what I mean? It's just like, you shouldn't be stressing over things you can't control and or do, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But but we are now. Did you watch um the social dilemma, the Netflix doc about social media? Oh, I've I, you know what it is. I think I actually, to be honest with you, I think I actually had to watch that for a class. But uh-huh. being that I was all online, I just looked up Spark Notes. <laughs> that's really. Funny. <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty sure that's what because. I'm not a TV guy. I'm not a movie guy. Like people will be like, oh, did you see this movie? Sure. And people get mad at me because I'm also a huge car guy. And they're like, oh, you had to have seen all the Fast and Furious. And I'm like, fun fact, I didn't. Right. That's so you know? funny. I love that. Um, well, it was just it, like you may have seen this in your in your Sparknotes version. Spark Notes. But it, yeah. was, it was really just this like, you know, it's not just like when you're like struggling with feeling like I'm missing out or I'm not good enough, or whatever that mm-hmm. is. It's not you versus one person who's trying to make you feel that way. It's you versus thousands and thousands of talented developers and an algorithm and boardrooms of people who are trying to get your attention. And that's not a mm. fair fight. No, no, you're right. It's not at all. So it's, wow. it's, 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 a, it's, it's just hard to be a person. I mean, it always has been, but it's hard to be a person. Yeah, yeah now, now more than ever. But at the same time, I, I will say that on social media, I don't know about you, but for me, like I'll see other, you know what it is? It it, it probably is a bad thing. Actually. It's like, you'll see, excuse me. You'll see other comedians in your area or other whoever Mm. doing what, and you'll be like, you'll start to compare yourself when it's like, you can't compare yourself because you definitely probably not in the same position they're in. Or like, you know, it's like, say like, you know, you see another kid for me, like I'll see like a younger guy on social media. I'm like, damn, like he has more followers than me. He has more views than me. He has more likes. He has, you know, he does b- bigger venues, but it's like, dude, like that, he's like three years ahead of you. You can't, yes. you know what I mean? You can't compare yourself to somebody that's so far ahead. It's just not fair. It's like when you get up to that point, then that's when you can compare, you know, where he was at when you first compared to yourself now. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I heard this, um, this, just this little short phrase that was like, comparison is the thief of joy. That like, mm-hmm. there is always... You could always, you know, have more abs. You could always find someone who's more attractive than your significant other. You could always have been a better house. You could always like, and that's not to say settle as a person, but it's to say that like, if your mind is oriented towards what you don't have, you are going to be so unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that he's literally, cause it's constantly chasing that, that want that you don't have. And it's like constantly, or the want that you can't get. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Well, whether, you know, no matter the reason why you can't get it, it's like, it's like, Oh, I see that this person has that. I want that. I want that really badly. And then you get that hunger and that crave for it. But then it's like, you can't get it. So, yeah, you know, you gotta stay the course. Okay. So one, one thing that I would, well, okay. You, you mentioned anxiety and I would love to just chat with you about like 
and I know we already have a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but one of the things that, you know, uh, John Mulaney recently said, I don't know if you watched that, um, like inducting into the hall thing on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, actually last night. It was so good. You know, everybody should watch that. That was, it was beautiful to be reminded of those giants, but he was talking yeah. about this, like, you know, comedians are painted as this like depressed, morose people, uh, which I do think is true. People do kind of view people like comedians that way, but when yeah. you're at your best, when you're, when you're doing really well, what are the little things you do for yourself and your wellness and your mental health? Like, what are, what is that kind of cocktail for you? Ooh, what do I, to be honest, ah, I don't, I don't think I do anything. I don't know. Come on. You do, do like, stuff. When I'm at my best. And I don't even mean just like peak performing. I just mean that you feel like I'm like not everything's as, going good. yeah, I'm not as anxious right now. I feel like you know, more balanced or I feel like I'm feeling like motivated or like I'm, I'm, you know, kind of flying high. Oh, mm, probably. I definitely say a lot of like reassurance, you mm. know, what, when I'm at my best mentally, it's definitely when I take that step back and look in the rear view mirror. Yeah. That's, that's, that's when it's the best because even like, um, you know, you have those hard days and like certain like good things will happen in those hard days. But it's like still it's like, damn, like, I don't know. Like, you know, it's you still have that like, uh, like kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, but when you are, um, you know, for me, like I could have a bad day, but like I'll look back and be like, damn, like, you know, like I'm still you know I mean, I'm still doing I'm still doing it. I'm still good, doing yeah. good. Like, you know, I should be proud of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I 100 percent. I, I hear that. What about like, if, if you're an athlete, are you like, is exercise a thing that you're like, man, I don't play basketball like I used to, but I still got to, you know, hit the gym, shoot some hoops. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, for me, uh, I, so like COVID hit, right. That's when I kind of fell out of touch and out of love with basketball. Cause yeah. uh, I don't know if they did out by you, but in New York, they took like, you couldn't even play at parks. Like they took all the rims down. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah, 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 I, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember that. That was such a sad visual. Like we're taking yeah. the rims down. <laughs> yeah. And even, even the neighborhood park I grew up playing at, they changed it from basketball to pickleball. So we didn't uh, even have, we what, have a, a sport what a anymore. spit in the face. Yeah. I An was old like, person sport. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, these guys barely can move. They're all retired. Yeah. Uh, so I actually love pickleball, to be honest with you. I play it, but 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 it's bullshit. I do too. <laughs> I, I do too. But it is bullshit. I think it's I think it's really cool. I think it's pretty fun. It's fun. But, but they they the thing is they do have like their own tennis court too at the same park. Sure. So they took away the basketball court where I mean I don't know I, I really didn't get it. But um so that happened and then you know I, I was still in that party phase in high school where you know I was still going out um you know because the younger kid we didn't give we didn't give a fuck like, nobody cared right like, it, COVID, right. like you know it was like all right whatever um so we were still it was grad parties and especially for me my senior year was when COVID first hit my senior year like I didn't get a prom I barely got a graduation oh Everything damn exactly so like the parties were insane because we didn't see each other for like months at this yeah point, you know so long so the parties were nuts and I started You're like a out. bunch of Mormon kids on rum Springer. Like this is the only time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So literally like that. So I started you know, not like as an alcoholic drinking, but like I was drinking a lot at parties because I was sure. partying so much. So I put on a lot, a lot of weight. Sure. Uh, that also had a lot to do with, you know, my mental health and whatnot. Sure. So, um, you know, in last September, I was like, you know, like I went on a trip to Myrtle beach with a couple of my friends mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a couple of them, you know, good looking guys or whatever. And I was like, damn, like, like, fuck, like, why can't I look? I, I used to be skinny. I look, fuck mm. it, I'm, I'm doing it. So I started going hard in the gym, like very hard working out, lifting every day. Um, and I got, I cut a lot of weight, you know, I'm, 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 I'm at a happy point. Uh, but you know, now with comedy, it's a little hard because it's like, yeah, like, you know, like I have, I was able to work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, but then it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I have shows. And yeah. I was like, damn, you know what I mean? I, I it's, do. it's so, the gym has kind of been taking a toll, but the the thing that I keep re- reassuring myself is I never got big or I never put on weight because of the stuff I ate. It was because how much I drank. Right. So that's kind of right. like where I'm like, all right, it's, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, obviously I still like, you know, I'll do whatever. I'll still try to do like whatever I can do, but it's mm-hmm. like, I never like, like I, I would have never got that big if I wasn't drinking because I'm yeah. drinking you know, a lot. And then, you know, dumb party. You know, partying as a younger kid, it's like you're never you're never done drinking. You know, so yeah. like you're, you're partying, you're partying, you're partying, and it's like the next day you go again, and then now instead of doing like ten beers, you're doing like twelve, and then now you're doing a case a night, and then yeah, 
that can eat. Yeah, that's a lot of carbs. That's a lot of carbs. I've never. Un- well, okay. First of all, while you, while you were off partying in high school, I was doing see you at the pole, praying for you, party kids. Like that. That was my group of kids. Was like <laughs> really, really <laughs> trying to save you sinners. But I've never <laughs> understood. I can't drink more than like four beers. Like I can drink like four beers in four hours. In terms of like how it fills me up, but like a case, like my stomach is like, you can go to hell. Like we'll give yeah. you six beers max. And that's great. That's a crazy amount for me at this point. Like I'll have like three beers and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like I still got some of that left. That, I mean, now that's 20, dude, you're 10 years younger than me. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it was like, uh, or now it's like, I, I probably, if, you know, all you know, if I have like a really good drinking night, like I should be proud of that. <laughs> um, you know, I probably could get eight down. Um, eight or nine is like my like where I'm like, oh yeah. But the thing is, like, it's like I don't know. It's like I, I I'm trying to go away from beer. Though. I I was a huge beer guy, but now I'm yeah. trying to like you know I'm, I I said in the beginning of the summer I told the homosexuals I was like, listen. We're not going to be Danny B beers this summer. We're going to be Danny B mixed drinks and Danny B fruity drinks. Yeah. And so far, I've done nothing but drink beer. Oh God! All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I just got married like a month ago. Dude, congrats! That's thank sick. you. That's why I said it. I wanted to. I wanted you to congratulate me. Um, <laughs> but we we went to Mexico, um, and unfortunately, my wife couldn't drink because well, she's pregnant, which is fantastic, but she couldn't drink. Dude, congrats again! It's been a big year. Two for two. It's been a big year. Um, yeah, hell yeah. But it but it was like I didn't drink any beer. I just like I, all I had was like mixed drinks, and that was it. Mm. And it was great. Uh, mm. So that so like I'm 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 with you, man. Like keep yeah. off the beer it's like that's that's the that's the bump we get that like as, as dudes like just yeah yeah right there it's like damn and then yeah so that's but the thing is all my roommates all are huge beer guys yeah like, all of, actually all but one and so like one kid he you know he's from the military good kid whatever but he's from indiana all they do is drink beer yeah all they do. he's like a real country boy yep um my other roommate He's from Pennsylvania. He loves his beer. Like he loves, like he. Where where in PA type, is he from? Do you know? Oh, he's right like outside of here. Middle of the okay, okay, yeah. So he's more middle of the state. Yeah, probably, yeah. PA's probably. funny, dude. PA's like if you look at it on a map, it's like Democrats in like you know Pittsburgh, Democrats in Philly, and everything else is fucking red. Like yeah, because it's so yeah. rural and it's so still like which is nothing against that. I grew up in a rural town and. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting how PA is like these two massive cities and then everything else is just like cows and country. Yeah, exactly. And Amish people. Oh, yeah. We we love the Amish people. We Dude, have signs <laughs> for them on the roads. Do you know how bad I freaked out when I first like saw an Amish person? I don't. Tell me. Tell me. Dude, I was like, what the hell? I was like, what is that? My mom's <laughs> like, oh, he's Amish. I was like, what the? No. You got to explain what is going on. She's like, listen, like, you know, they, how'd she explain it? She was like, they, they don't use electricity. They don't, you know, use any internet. They just kind of, they, they are self-sufficient and they yeah. do that. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, imagine how much incest is going on there. Well, that's that keeping the bloodlines clean. Uh, I don't know if you watch it's always sunny, but you gotta, you gotta keep it. Keep it in the family. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know, man. That's what's weird is like, you know, on one hand, there's something about that life that sounds really peaceful, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. but the genetic diversity piece is a turnoff. It is. It is a turnoff of the lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how have you ever like actually had a conversation with an Amish person? I have. Um, I have had a. OK, I, I during college. I, um, there was this kind of this beachfront on, on a kind of mediocre lake that wasn't open at that point, but the, the owner let us in. And for some reason, some Amish people came up and I think I was there, but I didn't talk to them. So I have never had like a actual conversation with an um, Amish person. I've talked to Jehovah's Witnesses. It is not the same thing at all. <laughs> no, dude, you know, what's funny. My my dad's brother, my uncle, I I like never see him, which kind of sucks. But he lives in Florida. He's six mm-hmm. five, jacked, like built Puerto Rican from the Bronx. 
like he used to buy like the guy's yoked yeah. and he's a hardcore jehovah witness really hardcore like he's the guy that goes and knocks on all the doors yeah man. and i'm like what he went to catholic uh catholic school catholic school definitely catholic he went uh-huh. to catholic school in the grew up you know very like and now he's like a hardcore jehovah witness it's like the weirdest thing ever that is I'm super like, interesting what i'm like I'm sure he'd love what? to tell you about it. That's kind of their thing is they want to talk That's about the thing. it. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, get your tickets though. My thing. I've never done this. I've always wanted to do this. You know, when you like walk past someone who comes up to your door and they're selling you something or yeah. even worse on the street. I always want to be like, yeah, I'll give you like 20 bucks, but like, here's my, you know, I'm, I'm raising money for like this shelter for like mice and rats. Like if you, you give me some money and, and if they give you like a weird face, it's like, what? Like I'm the asshole here. You're the yeah. you're the one out here. <laughs> yeah. No, trust me. There's a ton of those in New York. Like, oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure. It's, it's, yeah. And you know, it's funny. Go back back to the how you said like you know certain parts of PA are very liberal and yeah. Like, you know, it's funny. The thing about New York is, and I kind of mentioned it before, but kind of to go more into it, it, the only part in New York that's very liberal is Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's very very not even Republican. It's all conservative. Like yeah, upstate, all conservative. Like that's literally farmland. Like you know whatever. Or our version of farmland, and that's conservative. Long Island, out by me, it's very conservative, like very, very conservative. I didn't know I that just, about Long Island. Oh, oh yeah, Nassau. Huh. So it's Long Island's broken up into two counties. Right, Nassau. That's kind of like right by the uh, city. That's sure. Right, you know, right when you get out of the city, that's leaning more towards you know, like middle now. Yeah, it yeah, used yeah, to be yeah. very conservative, but now it's kind of you know whatever. And then Suffolk, Suffolk's very conservative, very, very conservative. Huh. Yeah, I grew up in like, Albany, New York. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not really not close to you at, at all, but like in terms of like New York, it was like we kind of it, it was sort of a pretty moderate because we were sort of near a city and, and near the capital, but it was also yeah, still, yeah, yeah. you know, all of New York. So um yeah. again, nothing is all one thing. No, no state except for maybe, I don't know, like I'm guessing Idaho is pretty similar all the way around. But even that, what the fuck do oh. I know? You never know. I actually want to meet. Actually, I met one person from Idaho and he came to a Mets game with me, my uncle, my cousin. I was like, dude, what do you do for fun? Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't know. And I was like, so how do you live? He was like, I don't know, man. And I was like, do you like ride cows or some shit? He was like, I don't know, man. He's interrogating him. He's- <laughs> yeah. Especially you, like, you know how us New Yorkers are. It's like, no, I got it. I have to have an answer. What do you do? That's so funny. Have you ever been out West? Um. I've been to Vegas a couple times for basketball. Sure. Um, I've like flown in and out of LA before, like once. Uh, but I've never really spent significant time like out anywhere. Oh man! Uh, if if I could impart any wisdom, when you can go mm-hmm. out west and see some of the national parks, like I I went to Yellowstone mm-hmm. and the Grand Tetons after college, and it's just like a different planet. Like compared to like being in the city or being even like in rural New York, it's nothing like it. It's this, it's crazy. Um, And and like the people out there have just like a deeper appreciation for that than we do. Like they just, they just do. (laughs) Yeah. In New York, it would be trash. There'd be like homeless people sleeping there, like cracking. You know, like they'd be shooting up, throwing their needles in, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay, so we, I, should, I should probably wrap up soon. I have a wife I haven't gotten to see today yet. But um, <laughs> yeah. let me ask you. So let me ask you this. And if there's anything else we didn't get to, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. tell me because I have a little bit of time. But if okay. I, I, everyone who comes on my show, I ask if you could just impart a little nugget of wisdom. One, it doesn't have to be like the most profound thing, but something that has just like meant something to you that you're like, this, this has helped me. Like, what would be your nugget of wisdom? And it, it just general life advice. Yeah. I mean, you can do it about comedy if you want. You can do it mm-hmm. about um, life. You can do it about what, whatever you want. What's your, what's your demographic more? Is it more like people that are coming for the comedy or for the, you know. I think it's kind style? of split at this point, to be honest with you. Um, I have like okay. a, like I have comedians on and I also have mental, mental health people on. So if yours is more comedy specific, go for it. Like, right, don't, don't give, shy away. Can I give two? Please, two nuggets, drop two nuggets. So two nuggets, (laughs) two piece. Um, So for comedy, it's definitely, you know, you don't know when your big break is going to be and it's not going to happen overnight. That's Mm. for sure. 
keep at it, keep working, keep being consistent, get on all social media platforms, all social media platforms and be consistent on every single one of them. It's a lot of work, but when and if you blow up and you become, you know, whatever, you're going to be happy. And plus, just love the process, love doing what you do, because if you treat it like a job, you're going to get sucked in and you're not going to be in for Mm. long. You'll be in for a short time. Uh, So love what you do. I love that. Now, my advice for just life would be anybody that's, you know, in a situation where they feel like they can't control or they're very upset about whatever. Or mm-hmm. they feel like, you know, they, they're just kind of at a loss for hope. Uh, I'd suggest looking at your life in a different point of view. So look at your life in a in a movie, right? So your life is your movie. Mm-hmm. You get to s- decide. You're, you know what the cool part is? Your life is your own movie, book, whatever. But you're the director. You're the main character. You're the yeah. author. You're the, main, you're the main character. So the only person that can decide what that main character does is the director. And mm-hmm. what are you? The director. So... Really take control of your own life and realize that you have a lot more opportunities than you think you do. And oh. you got to really grab life and just kind of make opportunities because it's not always going to come. You got to make a lot of them. Danny Cheerios. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on all socials at, uh, well, Instagram is Daniel Berrios Jr. Just my name, D-A-N-I-E-L Berrios, B-E-R-R-I-O-S. JR, I'll throw all this in the it. show notes, by the way. So don't feel like you have to spell every you know thing out. Like I'll make sure that all that's in there. But okay, perfect. Uh, TikTok. Uh, I have two accounts. Uh, one, I got very drunk one night and I bought an account off a Russian kid. So that has like eighteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I found this website and I was like, Yo, I want this account. And he was like, Yeah, give. Uh, yeah, you, we can do it. And I was like, All right. And the the website had its own transaction thing, so it was secure. And then uh, he was like, can we do it off of PayPal? Because if we do it here, you're going to have to pay more and I'm not uh-uh. going to get paid as much. Uh-uh. And I was like, nah, he was like, we could do it over PayPal. And then he was like, it, like if we do it over PayPal, only $45. And I was like, fuck it. I did it. You did and, it. Well, first I was like, I don't know, man, that's kind of sketchy, whatever. And then the kid literally word for word said, listen, I don't need your $45. I could care less. And then I was like, okay. And wow. then I sent it. And then he sent everything right after that. He played the so mean girl card. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't need your yeah. ass. Yeah. He was like, I don't need your $45. It's whatever. That's and I was so like, you know funny. what? You're right. <laughs> so you can find that one at Daniel Barrios Jr. Same as my Instagram. Very and cool. then the one I've been posting a little bit more consistently on and starting to build my own organic is just Danny B Comedy, the same thing. Um, YouTube, your podcast. I have my own podcast. Uh, definitely, I want to get you on my podcast. Yeah, man. Um, Definitely. Um, it's just your mother's favorite podcast on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. That's beautiful. Um, we do very fun things on there, such as Danny B drugs where I do drugs and then talk. Beautiful. So, beautiful. Um, and then uh, YouTube, I have Danny B comedy on YouTube just for like little short clips or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that pretty much, that pretty much sums it up. Beautiful. I'll make sure to put all this in the show notes. You know, we, you and I will talk. Um, yeah, yeah, but- of course. My goodness, dude, thank you so much for reaching out. I love getting to talk oh, to yeah. you. Oh, yeah, dude. I definitely want to get you on my podcast. It's such a pleasure. So fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I really of course, appreciate it. Of course. Danny Cheerios. I'm never going to stop bless. saying that. Um, thanks bless. so much for being on, man. Thank you for having me, honestly.